Woohoo. All right. Welcome to episode 32 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC anime universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And today we're talking uh, Ra's al Ghul. Uh, it's Ra's al Ghul. Oh, we have a whole discussion ready for that, <laughs> actually, because I, I did some research Right off on the this. bat. I know, right? <laughs> the gloves are off. Uh, I, but I do have some stuff to discuss about a specific point towards right. the end. But it's going to be like an hour in between of me constantly pronouncing it Roz and you pronouncing it Raish. I mean, I also pronounce it Roz, but I feel like we need some kind of conflict to start in this show. <laughs> and this is the best place for it. That's true. You know what? We've been getting along too well. Too well. This entire time. Uh, this is the hill. That this, we're is, this is where we split. You take the Superman's. <laughs> I take the static shocks, and we'll just leave it from there, Chris. That actually sounds really amicable. Like, I'm, I'm pretty okay with that, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well crisis resolved. Damn it. This is not working out. <laughs> How do we be petty? Um, well, if you try to take Batman Beyond from me. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, you know, and I wouldn't want to take static from you. Cause I mean, I think, I think it comes down to who gets Justice League. Oh, um, I'll take... No, Ra- it's it's all or nothing. Oh, okay. You can't split. You can't League split and un- United and unlimited. unlimited. I was like, I'll take um, like normal if you want unlimited. I mean, I would. I kind of love it. So there we go. God damn it! <laughs> There's not enough conflict in this podcast. Yeah, it's a problem. I know. We'll have to just bring in outside antagonism from this point on. Yeah, just so many guests that one of us doesn't like. Okay. All right. We'll I, we we have a list going. <laughs> we just won't tell them. Who doesn't like them? Right. They, that's, their, that's their fun as the guests. They get to figure out who it is that doesn't like them. <laughs> Although it'll give away pretty quickly. I just skip over them in the introduction. Like, oh, okay. Well, that yeah. Chris hates me. But you could also, like, fake them out and be like, oh, Ooh, I thought Chris and I were really close. But are we, are we really that close? Yeah, I can just be overly nice. Yeah. Oh. This is being, this is weird. <laughs> I like the strategy. Yeah. All right. We'll start culling our list together and we'll be cracking on it. But until then, and until we talk about Ra's al Ghul. Ra's al Ghul. There we go. Uh, we have to ha- do this every time. Every time, yeah. What's happening in the world of uh, comic book news? Anything to talk about? Uh, the trailer. Uh, what trailer? What just Not a uh, Marvel trailer. Was it? Thor. Thor. Oh, oh that's right. Oh, like, yeah. It wasn't Guardians, but it felt like Guardians. It's very Guardians-esque, isn't yeah. it? But uh, that is also awesome. Yeah, it was so good. Super excited for that movie. And the idea right now, I, I was reading a couple reviews about it. Not reviews. Ideas about it. Um, and supposedly, all that we saw in the trailer takes place in the first third of the movie. Because the, the main story is supposed to be like a, like a road trip film with Hulk yeah. and Thor. Yeah, it certainly seems that way, that we're only kind of getting... and it, But that's not uncommon for first teasers, too. It's right. Kind of well, weird. I mean, with this... Because uh, the last big trailer we got was Spider-Man, where mm-hmm. it feels like we have the whole movie, and oh, it kind of upsets me. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I, I mean, I still have a lot of hope for Spider-Man. I, I, that trailer didn't turn me off at all. No, it, it made me maybe a little bit less excited. It, yeah. But I think it's still going to be pretty damn good. But, I mean, this this looks really awesome. Yeah. Like, you can definitely tell that they've decided that the the universe, like the offside Earth, outside Earth stuff, is going to be very Guardians-focused, because that's very much what it looks like. Yeah. And, I mean, James Gunn set up, like, he set it up so well already that you don't really need to change anything. No. That's even why he tweeted that, like, this is my favorite trailer. Yeah. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> he basically made it. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's like so badass up to that like that last moment when Thor gets super excited to see the Hulk and like oh this is adorable. <laughs> like, I'm I'm very curious uh, how Loki is going to react seeing Hulk for the first time since his beatdown. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I completely forgot about it. Yeah. They got that past of Loki getting whipped around like a rag doll. Because I I watched the trailer a few times. Oh, I did a handful it. of times. Yeah. Less than twenty, maybe. Okay. Uh, and there's like a small moment when Hulk pops out and it shows the two of them, uh, Jeff, uh, space Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. and, and Loki sitting on the couch and he like kind of turns his body away from the, from the Coliseum. And I'm like, Oh, he remembers. Oh, he knows. Oh yeah, he does. The he, one he person. Still fears. He still fears. Yeah. Yeah. No, I am, uh, I am super excited for that. Uh, 
unrelated to Marvel, did you see there were some casting announcements today? So this is coming, at, we're recording this on like Wednesday, so it's about a week behind by the time you guys listen to it. But uh, we got Cable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that came out today. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin is Cable. Solid choice. I was hoping something a little bit more exciting or interesting or different, mm-hmm. but I think he'll be great in it. It's going to be interesting seeing him as Thanos and then turn around and turning around and seeing him as Cable. Cable, yeah. I, I don't know. I was, I guess, I don't know what I was hoping for. It's a good choice. It's a great choice, actually. Yeah. But I just, I guess I wanted something kind of weird and different. I was kind of hoping they'd like do a little counter casting. And this is very much like right in line. Because the rumor went around briefly that it was going to be Kira Knightley. No, no, I think, that, I think that was for Domino. Was oh, oh, okay. Like way back in the day, I remember. Somebody yeah. like a fan art or something. Yeah, someone, yeah. someone posted that joke that Kira Knightley was going to play Cable. I mean. And that would still be hilarious. Weird. I would have been totally on board for it. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Natalie Portman. No, I feel like it was Karen Knightley. I mean, no, I would say I'd rather have it be the the twin, just because, I don't know. I have no reason to like her more, but I just do. Oh, Natalie Portman over Karen Knightley? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. On, like, their IMDb profiles, they look, like, identical. It's weird. I know. that. I mean, like I said, the, I mean, in Star Wars, they did play... Oh, that's uh, right, yeah. Like she uh, played Keira the Knightley handmaiden. played the, yeah, oh, the yeah, stand-in. I forgot about that. Which is hilarious. Yeah. So, so we got that today, and then uh, we also got the casting of Young Dumbledore. We talked about Harry Potter Jude a lot Law. on this. So. I was, yeah, I, was, I wasn't yeah. sure if we should bring that up or not. Yeah, Jude of Law we is should. now yeah. uh, Young Dumbledore. Uh, I am both incredibly pleased with that. I think that's a perfect choice. And also really mad, because now I'm going to have to go see that movie. Which and I you don't want to see. Um, well, no, because I think I, I really I enjoyed uh, Fantastic Beasts when it wasn't just doing obvious franchise setup. And all that stuff really sucked, and pretty much all of it involved Johnny Depp, who I don't want to see as Grindelwald. But I really like Jude Law's Dumbledore. It's, like, so perfect. So I'm like, yeah. God damn it. Now you're making me go see this movie that I wasn't super keen on. And that's what they were hoping for. I know. I know. Well, I mean, but it also very much fits the Warner Brothers playbook, right? Because, I mean, Jude Law, he did Sherlock Holmes for them. He's now in the King Arthur movie for them. Oh, yeah. And they have, like, a long history of just uh, bringing back actors, directors, producers, writers who have worked in them before kind of regardless of whether they actually are good or not. Right. To just keep making stuff for them. So, but to be fair, I like him a lot. Um, maybe this next movie won't feel so Frankenstein-esque. Maybe it'll just be like a nice, solid story and not be half of one movie and then another third kind of tacked on at the end. Uh, do we know who's writing the next one? I think it's still J.K. Rowling. Okay. But, but even then, it felt like there was a lot of franchise producing interference on on that one yeah i i I don't see her writing the colin farrell's actually uh (laughs) what's the bucket johnny depp yeah (laughs) that whole thing spoilers for that movie by the way but fuck it yeah Yeah. everyone knows by now yeah it's like saying that snape killed dumbledore (gasps) at this point everyone knows and it's yeah some of us read where where were you when you when you did you read that before you heard it yeah okay and i actually read it <clears throat> All right, asshole. <laughs> here, here I give you shit, and you were just telling me before this you actually were reading today. So. I was reading today. Yeah, oh, no, I, I, I lost power, <laughs> uh, and it was it was a dark time. I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> How did the animated series look on a phone? <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> there was a lot of detail I didn't see. Uh, I'm sure. Well, don't worry. I took very thorough notes. Uh, Good, but I, I do. Not. I do have one bit of I guess kind of Batman news. Okay. Well, it is about Batman, but I don't. It's hard to tell if it's actual news or not. But so 2019 is going to be the 80th anniversary of Batman. Mm-hmm. So what it seems like, or the rumor is, is that we're going to get four movies that year in theaters. Just because the production cycle, like, the Batman got delayed, and then they're trying to get Batgirl, Nightwing, and Gotham City Sirens out. So we're, oh, looking, shit. we're looking at up to four now, live again, action. Unconfirmed. Because I'm it, sure there's going to be some animated well. And well. then um, at least two animated movies. One of them may be The Long Halloween, which... Could be really good. I, I love that story. Yeah. I think they could do a good adaptation of it. Um, but my God, I hope that's not true. Cause that's too much. That's too much. I mean, I am kind of excited to hesitate on all those movies on some level, but all those in one year, four Batman movies in one year, what the hell is Ben Affleck going to do with his time? Like, what about Lego Batman? Uh, when is, oh, there's a sequel. For, I'm, I'm but searching think, it right think, now. I think Lego, the Lego movie, I want to say, is 2019, the next Lego movie. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he'll be in, but mm-hmm. it won't be like a. Oh my god, because there's no way they're gonna do those spinoff movies and not have him at least have a cameo in them at some point, right? right. I that's too much. Like I'm sorry. Like even though I like uh, Batfleck, like I really generally do like him, although I think he wasn't utilized that well. 
that's too much in one year. So I'm hoping that it doesn't actually pan out that way. Again, I, I've read this in a couple places, but you know, there's no official release dates yet for any of those movies, so it's hard to tell. And I mean, with, the, with how DC has been handling their films so far, we're most likely going to have some of those get pushed back. I think so. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. Because um, even Star, like Star Wars, isn't even that crazy. No, even yeah, even like they're smart. One Star Wars movie a year. Yeah, and they're using things like Rebels and all the books and stuff to kind of keep interest going in between. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, better management. Um, and we'll actually be talking more about the future of the Batman movies later on. Some some stuff to talk about with with Ra's al Ghul here. Rish, God damn it, every time. Uh, but before then, let's talk the Demon's Quest. Yeah. So, I mean, again, you had to watch it on a phone, but what did so you think? So, I have a quick question, just sure. right off the bat. What was he breaking into? What was Robin breaking into? Because I couldn't read the sign. His own room. It was, okay, I thought it said university, and yeah. I didn't, so, okay. I guess that's his way of, like, sneaking back into the dorms, is dressed as Robin, climbing into his own window? Maybe there's like strict curfew. I don't know. I guess, or I thought he's a roommate. But I don't think so. Like you think he wouldn't. Choose? Well, he he did at yeah, one point well, because true. it was the the football player. Yeah, but does he? I guess they don't. We don't know enough. He has one now. He's being quiet, so it seems like he's trying not to make any noise and disturb yeah. anyone. Maybe a roommate. You think that's that's super risky? Like you'd think he would. You know, maybe change somewhere else and then just walk in walk in the front well, door I, I think like with all the shit that happens in gotham it wouldn't surprise me if there's a curfew yeah i guess that makes sense but again you still think you try and break and he's in like he's like the Dick goody Grayson. yeah he's like the goody two-shoes <laughs> no, guy Robin. that's a really but then he has a scapegoat if he does get caught like instead of like dick you're out of you're out of bed you're in trouble it's like robin oh no is there is there a problem yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, Dick Grayson is missing, and I'm doing an uh, investigation. D- detective work. No, I'm not Dick Grayson. I just look like him, sound like him, and wear colors of the same pattern as his family did before they died horrifically, which would have been a good motivation to start fighting crime. Yeah, but, but it's not me. There's no way that's, that I'm Dick Grayson. <laughs> but it's yeah. like trying to assume the one billionaire in our city is also the man who can afford to throw batarangs yeah. around well, and drive different types of unique vehicles. As we see in this, uh, at least one person on the planet figured all that shit out yep so ubu yes it was all ubu man that guy's no one gives him credit he's actually quite smart yeah but i i You're do good because he's a really shitty fighter i know he's terrible he lost three times in two <laughs> episodes one time with one punch i know he i you think that raz Agul could have a better talent pool to draw that's his, from that's his right hand man i know like, he's supposed to be the best of the best well this is why he needs batman so desperately <laughs> yeah look, look what he's working with yeah, he's got Ubu and a bunch of nameless, uh, faceless villains mm-hmm. that all just kind of look like Omar Sharif from Lawrence of Arabia. Ubu, I just, I just like, I don't know why the name Ubu just like it's really sent like a shiver down my spine every time <laughs> they said it. Maybe that's what they were aiming for. Like, it's like it's the really stupid name, but it also is like maybe I don't want like he's a big guy and big guys with stupid names usually can beat the shit out of you. That's true. Well, they have to because they have stupid names. Yeah, Ubu. Or stupid voices like Mike Tyson. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, uh, he really should do more voice work. Uh, he had his TV show for a little bit. I never watched swim. it, but it looked weird and funny. Kind yeah, of. I don't know. Oh, you can see him in It Man Three. Oh, that's right. I'll eventually watch the rest of those. <laughs> maybe at some point. I did like the first one. I was just super tired. That's good. Yeah. Tired. Uh, but I did like that scene, though, where he gets kidnapped. Like I thought the lighting was cool, mm-hmm. and like the music cues were cool, and also I think that's our first ever prelude yeah right? it was i, I was very because it started and i'm like there's no title card yeah i was i didn't know what was happening yeah and then we get the title card as we go into the bat cave and it, it i kind of like that they chose to do that even that small little change makes it feel like a completely different episode and these two episodes did feel really different than kind of every other one right this felt so like far. a mo- like a movie yeah it's it is very cinematic like the plot start like starts right away like the the title card in the bat cave batman comes in both dick and robin haven't been seen for a while, and we like we get the stakes are established immediately. He gets the letter. It has a picture of Robin with a dagger up to his neck, and it says, Batman, come find him. So auto- automatically, someone knows his name, like his identity, and Robin's in danger. Mm-hmm. And uh, in strolls, in the Batcave, yeah. Ra's al Ghul and Ubu. And Ubu. We cannot forget the great man. No. And I, 
I mean, obviously Bruce is pissed, one, because someone's figured out his identity and someone's kidnapped Robin. There's this random guy in his house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess... But not just any random, because Batman knows who this random guy that's is. That's true, yeah. He knows like, who the demon's head is. Well, he... He knows the name. He knows of this person. That's true. He knows... Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, he does know of Roz. And he knows, yeah, of the demon's head. And he obviously knows Talia from Vertigo, because mm-hmm. Roz's like, oh, look, see, like, they're connected together. Here's a Polaroid photo of the two of them. Yeah. Tied up. It's like, oh, you're Talia's dad. I'm like, oh, yeah. He's got plans for you. Where I have uh, one more quick side note question. That the the beard. The weird beard? Where did, like, I see it as, like, snake fang. Not snake fangs. Like, they, they're yeah, kind of, yeah, they're kind of fang Yeah, kind of off the weird. Yeah. Where is... Where did that emerge from? I think I think it's is it derived from the Fu Manchu. It's not a like straight up Fu Manchu. Yeah, yeah. I know the Fu Manchu is the actual mustache. But is it this derived is... from that? Let me uh, maybe. Let me look this up here. This is what I can't do when I when I don't have internet it's at true. home. Because <laughs> I can't research any of this stuff. Uh, well, I typed in uh, Fu Manchu mustache, and the images that pop up are obviously uh, Christopher Lee as Fu Manchu and Hulk Hogan. Okay, yeah, um, Hulk Hogan does have a pretty good so Fu let's, let's run with the assumption that it's based off of Hulk Hogan. Oh, actually, Sam Elliott's on here, too. That man's got okay. fantastic facial hair. Yeah. Um, but none of those really are... I don't know well, what it's, that... Well, it's, it's not the mustache, though. It's the beard. They're yeah, like the on, goatee. Yeah, it's like two goatees. No, oh, I can't spell goatee right. There's not an H in goatee. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't know where... What else that... Well, that, that'll from. be one of our, like, bonus content posts. There for the Facebook. Oh, so I gotta I'll, do so much more research now. All right, I can post it. Okay, good. You posted. I posted. Yeah, you posted the Batman of Shanghai thing. I was so happy when I, I saw it. I didn't that. know it was a Cartoon Network short. Oh, it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, actually, okay, that explains the production value on it because it yeah. is exceptional. Um, what were we talking about? Um, Something with Roz. Roz oh, walks in. Oh yeah, facial yeah. hair. Um, Batman knows who he is. Yeah, because so he knows Talia. It's like, all right, blah, blah, I'll come blah. along with you. We'll uh, we'll go and try and find them together. Um, he deduces the first location is in India. Oh, yes, based off the knife. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, they go to Calcutta there. And I thought it was it's so funny to see Batman just, like, casually sitting in an airplane and just sitting in the back of a Jeep. Yeah. It, it's weird. It doesn't quite work. I feel like if you did it in live action, it would look really bizarre. Oh, absolutely. But there's a lot of things in this that would look really bizarre in live action. The major one we've already talked about before. Which is which we'll get to. Oh, so it, it was so, so glorious, so forced, it's so good. But yeah, so they go to Calcutta, they get attacked. Batman figures out that they're actually in Malaysia, so off they go to Malaysia. Um, sorry, Mom, I'm going to call you back. It was a very, um, it was very much a like we're in the world's Carmen San Diego. Oh, very episode. Oh, good poll. Thanks. Yeah, I don't think I ever actually watched that show. I remember watching a few episodes because it would come on before all the good cartoons would come on. <laughs> <laughs> Fair that was the 7.30 a.m. show, and then 8 o'clock is when all the good stuff started. That yeah. was when actual Saturday morning cartoons started. Yeah, like Batman. Yeah. Pokemon. I forget what else is on the... On Kids WB. Um, Teen Titans was on there for a little bit. Mucha Lucha, which is one of my favorites. Oh, that's right. You talked about that one before. Uh, Shaolin Showdown. It, these are obviously much later. Yeah. Um, Tiny Toons was on there for a little oh, bit. Tiny Toons. Justice League. I, I can go on forever. I know you can. can. It's going to catch you off, because you really can go on forever. Um, so... <laughs> So that, wait, they're in Malaysia, and then they figure out they're actually so he's a, yeah, he's attacked in... By a... Oh, they go. Oh, that's right. He goes into like a chamber, and a panther attacks him, mm-hmm. and he he gasses the panther. Yeah, he he does a, a little bit of um, what's the in the in like not Spain. oh well I mean um bullfighting yeah what are but... those guys called again not luchadors um, ma- 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 matadors there we go I was gonna say conquistador and that's definitely wrong no matadors matadors yeah. Well, because I love it, because he the like the panther attacks him, so he wraps it up in his cowl, gaping cowl, drops in like a sleeping pellet. Uh, obviously, the cat goes to sleep, and then he just puts the cowl back on. Yeah, he's immune at this point. It's probably yeah, <laughs> it's true. I'm he. I'm sure that the panther absorbed all of the toxins. Yeah, in that yeah. ten second period. Yeah, poor kitty. Poor kitty goes bye bye. Uh, so then there's a map with a faint fingerprint trace. Yeah, fingernail. Fingernail. Scratch the paper, apparently. And uh, actually, I I had to watch that part twice because my phone was being dumb. Uh, they actually did draw in, like, a faint yeah. line. And yeah, I'm like, little, oh, little, look little at that detail. Yeah, I know. See, they, they actually play these things out sometimes. Yeah. So uh, they were in the Himalayas yeah, exactly. all along. And so then they, um, yeah, they're flying in the Himalayas, and Batman jumps out of the plane. This I love because he's, 
full bat suit wearing a parka and a parachute. Yeah. But I particularly love is they they parachute. He just alone parachutes in, and as he's parachuting in, uh, the plane with Roz and Ubu gets shot out of the sky. And then there are gunmen on skis. And I love, because in my research, I figured out, I found that when they originally created the character, one of their inspirations was uh, specifically on Her Majesty's Secret Service, so the, the Bond film and also the book. Okay. And I was going to say, it felt very James Bond the whole The whole thing is very James Bond, but a few of these elements in particular. So from, from that story, they pulled the idea that there's this crime boss, Draco in the book, uh, who wants Bond to marry his daughter, the Contessa Teresa di Vicenzo. Sorry, man. Bond's my... No, I know. I'm... Bond. I'm, I'm... <laughs> Bond's my jam, maybe even more so than uh, than Batman. So they pulled that idea in there. But what I love is uh, part of Honor Magic Secret Service is there are gunmen on skis. So I feel like that was kind of deliberate yeah. placement on their part. Maybe that was in the original comics I've never read, too. Because these are direct adaptations mm-hmm. of a comic. It's like um, Daughter of the Demon, which is Batman number 232 in 1971. And then The Demon Lives Again from Batman number 244 and 72 by uh, Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams. So... For whatever that's worth. But that's why, like, um, like on this one, Denny O'Neill's the only credited writer on this mm. episode. I, I guess he, maybe he actually wrote this episode as well. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's just they didn't change enough. So they didn't have to. Uh, whatever. But um, gunman on skis. Always good. Yeah. So what happens next? Uh, uh, Batman is taken. No, he gets some. Yeah, he digs under the snow under the gunman and knocks them out from behind. Oh, that's which right. Which is amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Uh, and then he goes into the hangar and finds Robin. Uh, oh, lets yeah. Robin out, and then Roz comes out again and in, he realizes... In the demon's head mask. Yeah. Yeah. Which looks like a, like a Great Dane. It's, well, I think it's say. supposed to be like a jackal. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like an Egyptian jackal mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. and... Batman's like, oh, well... He's been behind it all along. Yeah. Who would have guessed? So, do you remember his uh, his detective work, his reasoning for why he thought it was Roz? Do you remember what the details were? Yeah. Uh, he knew immediately because how could Roz have known they were kidnapped on the same night? Yeah. I, w- I would have thought it was when the first... When they were still in India, the guy comes down from the roof... And Roz just like is staring at the guy, smiling as he falls on top oh, of Batman. Yeah, I mean it, it was telegraphed all the way through because like Batman even references, oh, all the assassins knew exactly where we were going to be and where we were going and all stuff. Um, and then the one time Ubu let him walk in front of Roz, oh was yeah, when it was the trap. The trap. The the one that I th- I thought needed addressing was the fact that so far in this whole universe, it seems like. Ra's al Ghul is the first person to deduce that Batman is Bruce Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so despite- Only because, though, he didn't actually figure it out. Well, it- he made a list of all of the people that could afford to be Batman. Yeah. And then he just asked Talia which... Because Talia saw Bruce without his mask Bruce's on. face, yeah. And he just asked her which one it is. Yeah. Which one looks like the guy you met? <laughs> but <laughs> The least amount of detective work. Not a lot. But So, so someone has discovered this. So, I mean, it seems like a joke to us, but so in this universe, it is very hard to figure out the two of them are the same person, right? Mm-hmm. You'd think his first clue that Roz is behind it was the fact that he gets a letter proving that someone has figured out his identity at the same time as someone he doesn't know walks into the Batcave that by proving someone else knows his identity. Yeah. That's... You're not going to have two people figured out at the same time. That's true. And I, I mean, again, nitpicking, but like that you think that would have been an indication to like, oh, there's not a lot of people who figure this shit out. Yeah. I mean, who was uh, Str- Dr. Strain? Uh, um, but he he figured out by watching the memories, the memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is the first person, as far as I can remember. Oh, yeah. Who did it, it on their own. Yeah. Who just deduced, mm-hmm. who just basically just looked at the situations like, oh, it's got to be this person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we now discovered that this is all a setup for Roz to test Batman's metal, and he's proven that he's a worthy uh, heir to his empire and a suitor for his daughter. Yes, to be the next demon head and to make his daughter Miss Batman. Yeah. Mrs. Batman. Mrs. Ba- yeah. Mrs. B. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty damn good offer if you stop and think about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, because Roz is kind of a maniac, and he has terrible means of going about his goals, but his goals aren't necessarily that terrible. But he also has this entire army at his hand that can kind of make the world better, quote-unquote, 
in however the demon head sees fit. Yeah. It's something I've never quite understood is why Batman always says no. I mean, I guess he kind of wants to do his own thing. Um, and I guess he's kind of got this loner thing going on, but he could literally have an army at his, an incredibly loyal army at his command. So if he just says, uh, no more killing, we're doing it this way, they would follow him. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder if there's like, I mean, obviously, I don't know everything about the Demon Head storyline or that that role that, inta- that it takes, but maybe is there like some cl- not, yeah, clause where it's like, we have to... Uh, what's the the uh, salt and burn? What is what? the? Sorry, I my mind is in like seven different places right now. The old war tactic where you would burn the. Oh, um, wouldn't you salt it and then burn it so the crops couldn't grow anymore? Yeah. Uh, oh, what's that called? Salt and. No, I want salt and straw. Um. Really good ice cream, by the way. I, I was there this, earlier this week. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. Oh, I can't find it. Whatever. Oh, it's gonna drive me. Nuts. I don't know. I don't know what I'm even talking about anymore. I'm sure Batman could command it. My, my idea that I was trying to get across is maybe like if the if the head decides to disband it, that means that they can kind of fight to be the next head because he's unworthy. Oh, that was the idea I was trying to get that I couldn't oh. put into words very well. Okay. Oh, like if someone could rise up and um, yeah, try and kill if, Batman. Yeah, if, if seem... the subordinates see the head is unworthy of being the leader anymore, then they can kind of choose in their ranks to be the next, the the true leader. I suppose that's true. They don't see him as strong enough. Yeah, maybe it's not worth the headache of having to try and like keep that massive army in line, especially because if he can barely keep Dick in line. <laughs> Do it. Do it. No. Do it. No. <laughs> I set it up. <laughs> It's too easy. It's just it's 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 like one of those jokes. It's like it's too easy to go for. There's like too many options to go. I didn't know where to go with that. I'm tired. It's fine. <laughs> We're doing this one late. It is. It is late. But um, yeah. I guess it, it might be just be too much of a hassle to try and keep everyone. And if you eliminate the possibility, like the threat of death, if you're an insubordinate, then I suppose you uh, sow the potential for for mutiny amongst your ranks. Yeah. So, okay, fine. I get why he doesn't agree to become the demon's head. I'm sure he has other reasons that I've talked about in other comics, but yeah, I, they just well, don't, I don't know. They don't explore it here. But uh, there is a great moment, though, because as you mentioned before, uh, Ubu keeps insisting that Roz goes first, and he keeps knocking Batman out of the way and calling him an infidel. And every time that happens, Batman just, like, through gritted teeth, is like, you know, strike one. And then uh, eventually he wakes up to strike three, and so Ubu just goes to punch him, and Batman just catches the fist... And it's kind of implied that, like, breaks... Snaps it. his wrist, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's working fine later. But, like, breaks his wrist, and the guy just goes down, like, in an instant. Uh, is that the most badass we've seen Batman yet in the entire I, series? I, I mean, until the next... Until their third fight, yeah. yes. Yeah, because he... It's just... Just every, one motion, just like a crack. Yeah. But he does also throw him over him. Like he, That's he, true. He picks up Ubu and throws, throws him, him back towards Roz. But, like, even the whole way he was just, like kind of letting things go all the way through. And then when he finally goes, like, this whole episode is him just being in, like, full-on badass mode. He's, like, jumping out of planes and fighting tigers and taking huge guys out in one punch. Yeah. And he's just completely, he's, like, he's not really one step ahead of everything, but he's on equal footing with someone who thinks he's behind him. Yeah. All the way through. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, on, he's on the same level as, I mean, Roz thinks he's one step ahead. Exactly. Yeah. Is just, yeah, is, yeah. Is on that same plane. He's a goddamn detective. Yeah. He. He's, yeah. And that has, that's how Roz continues to uh, refer to him. Yeah. Refer to him as the detective. I love that. I've always loved that nickname. Yeah. For him, it's so cool. Uh, but so, but this entire time, Roz has been like sick, and so they finally need to put him into one of the Lazarus pits to resurrect him. They do, and he comes out, and he's crazy. Yeah. Great evil laugh. Oh, an amazing. I, I, was, I mean, David Warner does the voice. Um, you probably don't know who that is. It's fine. Uh, do you remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze? Yes. He is the TGRI scientist. Oh, okay. In that movie, who like follows them along oh, and okay. just, like creates the ooze and is helping them try and like uh, turn back. What's the, what are the monsters 
Taka and Razor. Ray, uh, oh my gosh, my friends are going to hate me this yeah, episode. Yeah. Oh are. man. Uh, so the animation in this moment <laughs> is awesome. It really is, though. Uh, they did a great job with like the the Lazarus pit exploding, and you mm-hmm. see the the demon eyes kind of pop out, and it was it was really cool. Yeah, the whole thing is super well animated. Mm-hmm. Like this just feels like they really stepped up their game of the production overall. Like it's well written, the animation's great, like the drama's good, storytelling's good. Yeah, these are awesome episodes. These I feel like this is how we. Um, imagine every other episode yeah I when we that. think back about them because yeah. this is like the story could easily still be told today like you could show this episode today and kids wouldn't think that it was a 90s cartoon no like some of the other stories yeah they there's a little slower start it's just kind of how media has has evolved over time like obviously older stories take a little more time to set up yeah there's a little more drag in them but with this, like it's everything is on beat and it hits kind of every point right after another. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was, it was really well done. Yeah. I mean, this is like on par of the, the sort of like two part storytelling that was done in justice league. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just like the, the maturity and the complexity and just the, the awesomeness of it. But I, I, I think of the two, I like the first one better. Okay. I don't know. What about you? I don't know. I think I like them both pretty equally. Okay. I don't yeah. know if I could pick one. Again, I, I think I think these are up there with... Uh, for me, I think still Robin's Reckoning is the best two-parter. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think this is quite up there with it. Less of emotional yeah. punch, but slowly solid. Yeah. I think story and animation-wise, I think I'd put this above Robin's Reckoning. All right. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's better than... Um... I just want to fight, Chris. I just <laughs> want to fucking fight. Can't, can't we all just get along, guys? No. I think the Sewer King is the best villain. <laughs> you don't even believe your own words right now. <laughs> I don't have to. <laughs> okay, before before we get into uh, part two, I actually remembered this time to have a point to cut in our promo. This week, it's for uh, the best medicine, okay. which was I'm less familiar with. It's relatively new, but it's um, a whole bunch of improv sketches. So oh, cool. I listened to their promo, and I'm going to say right now, I apologize, guys. And I apologize to the best medicine, too, but that promo is fucking terrible. Aww. But I, it, it's, a re- it's a bad promo, but I looked at the episodes. The people who are in them are, like, some of the best improvisers in the school. And, is like, anyone that we know? Everyone we know. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, like, take anyone off the house teams. Take, like, Ptolemy. He's in a few of them, too. Like <gasps> Ptolemy. Yeah, so I, I, I haven't listened to it admittedly, but I think I will. I imagine the podcast is much better than the, the promo, but here it okay. is. Hey y'all, it's me, Tammy Totson. Hello, my name is Bill. You know me, I'm Dionysus, the god of water. Are you tired of bars telling you about how good their record is? I found gold under my grandma's house and I didn't know what to do with it. But then I heard this commercial and I said, okay, here you can take all 4,500 pounds of this gold. I got $26 and now I can go to Arby's. Call today, one 888 Side effects include depression. The best medicine podcast here on the Nerdist School Network. Stop dressing up your cat and fall in love. And there you go. Listeners, you know what I'm talking about. Poor Cameron doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) But I'll play it for you afterwards. It really it's Okay, that's fine. I know. I feel bad besmirching them, but it's a really bad promo. Well if we wanna if we wanna kind of save them, I don't know if you saw this, but Shameless plug, Project Alpha. Oh the, yeah. Um the new kind of combined love child of Nerdist School and Geek and Sundry and Regular Nerdist and Hyper RPG are all coming together to make this kind of online platform mm-hmm. uh SFOD, right? Series of videos on demand. Oh, I, oh, I think that's the term. That's okay. what we use in my office. Sure, let's call it that. Uh, there is now one for the Nerdist School with Tommy Slocum and Derek Miller, and it's a 12-part uh, improv class. Yeah. So for people who always wondered about improv, you can now sign up for Alpha and watch their 12 classes. Yeah. And Do- a couple of the people that we know are in it. That's true, yeah. Yeah, Matt and Sarah are both in it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah, it's, that's, I do want to check that out, actually, although I don't actually have Alpha. So mm-hmm. I should probably do Only $5 a month. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. I'll be a spokesperson for a minute. Yeah. Well done, Cameron. Thanks. Yeah. No, poorly done. We got to argue more. Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't stay mad at you. Nope. nope. So part two. Part two. Uh, 
Roz is out of the pit. He's angry as shit. And just gets the slapped, slapped back into reality. It's the crazy slapped out of him by his oh, daughter. Oh, it was amazing. I so, loved that moment. It's so ridiculous. But uh, So that happens. Then Batman, of course, once again turns down the offer to become the next demon's head. Mm-hmm. So oh, Roz says, admits that no person can live forever. I could, we know yeah. that he's lived for f- about 500 years now. Yeah, he's been around for a long time, but they, <clears throat> the, uh, the pit seems to last, the effects last. Mm-hmm. They, last, they get crazier last. and crazier. Yeah, every time. So uh, basically, Rod's like, all right, well, fuck you. Moon walks out of there, hits the self-destruct button. Another very Bond-esque moment. Of- that, this bugged me. As, as someone who has turned off as many light switches as I have by just leaning on a wall... That it's so irresponsible <laughs> of him to just have the button, not even at like a high point where like yeah. you have to reach up. It's at like hip level it's, where anyone, I guess you, like no demon is well, allowed to lean. <laughs> that is the strictest rule of, of the assassins. That, that demon's head is hell high. That posture is amazing. You never lean on anything. Yes. Walls included. Yes. The assassins but, are very highly trained. There is no leaning in this because it's literally just a it's on the wall you would as next, you're walking out it's a next to a giant door you would think it's like the button a to light close switch the door and, or yeah no <laughs> or the it, door button the whole place just starts crumbling down oddly enough it doesn't blow up mind you though it just crumbles it yeah. just the whole thing just crumbles um, i mean it, it couldn't blow up because the whole plan is to have the lazarus pits blow up later oh, yeah I guess so i think they still up. needed that i guess so yeah but there wasn't yeah, that's a good point, actually. It doesn't really make sense when you jump back and they, they were at a Lazarus pit and none of that stuff was there. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe they just set it up real quick. Yeah, they're, they're, these guys are real fast. Yeah. Big army they got working for them here. Um, and, but even the fact that Roz leads <clears throat> them to an easily escapable death trap, I mean, everything about that is so James Bond. Yeah. But it is a cool moment when the thing's crumbling <clears throat> down and uh, Batman and Robin, like, jump onto the rope that you submerge yourself into the pit um, and then they climb their way out. I think that all, I think, again, that all that stuff, too, was used in the... Um, Adventures of Batman and Robin intro and it changed over. Okay, yeah, I don't. I don't. It all looks, it all looks really familiar. Well. So, um, we'll watch it. I'll post it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we can also just wait six weeks. Uh, I guess like, well, no, I mean, three months. If you both the DVD and the Amazon, I think, are use the old intro all the way through. Oh, because even the new Batman adventures use half the time they use the original animated series intro. Oh, that's a shame. So we may we the way we're watching, we may never actually get a chance to just see the Batman and Robin Adventures intro. Okay, real shame. We'll watch it afterwards. Yeah, uh, but so Batman and Robin shuffle the way down to Wayne Enterprises Nepal office mm-hmm. rather conveniently. Yep, uh, and they figure out that Roz has a satellite in geosynchronous orbit over a point in the Sahara Desert. Yeah, right. That's what happens. Yeah, and I I didn't understand how they were able to so the the satellite is orbiting the earth how are they this might just be a stupid question as mm-hmm. someone who doesn't understand satellites how do they know because this it, it passes over a lot of points on the sahara desert I, it's, a, it's well, a line across so that's that's two things that don't make sense yeah because it they make it seem like it is in a fixed position over uh, a point which, if that were true, then they could use that to figure out where they were roughly. I mean, that's it's a little pr- approximate. They could figure out. Yeah, but this is the on, early '90s. People don't understand satellites. No, I still don't understand satellites. Yeah, um, I've just watched Goldeneye a whole bunch. That didn't answer my questions. So, but if it is in fact moving, then that wouldn't work for them to go figure out where it is. Right. Um, I, I yeah, it might have been stopped because you do see it. There's like a projection. And it does yeah. orbit and it does stop. I'm just gonna blame Len Wein. Because he did the tell play for this episode. Okay. Whenever things don't make sense, I just blame him. It's all your fault, Which, Lynn. It's probably not fair, but I'm just going to do it anyways because I can. Uh, but so they get their way out there. Um, again, Batman parachutes out of a plane into the desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does an awesome takedown of one of the henchmen. Oh, that was, that was very... Uh, oh, my God. Reminded me of Spawn. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Batman... J- there's a bunch of uh, assassins riding camels into the stronghold. Batman jumps on top of the camel, wraps his cloak around uh, one of the assassins, knocks him out in because it's just like a pitch black cloak, knocks him out and kind of like slides out from the side. And it was so cool. It's so I mean, again, his badassery just keeps getting better in these episodes. Yeah, that probably the coolest takedown I've seen him do in this show. Uh, yeah, because so. normally he just like taps some guy in the shoulder and punches him in the face. But he's like actually being really sneaky and cool in this mm-hmm. one. Um, and but then, it, it it bothered me a little bit in the next part where he's wearing the full 
like the full desert gear. Yeah, desert gear with the mask under. Yeah. No one in this is like either everyone in this assassin, assassin groups already knows who he is, or no one is going to be anywhere near Gotham to ruin the, the to ruin his identity. Oh, like the fact that he keeps the cowl on rather than yeah. taking it off. Yeah, but I mean. It does look cool. I will give it, it that. Look it cool. looks and, cool. And, I mean, we, I, I do love a good moment when Batman wears a disguise over his bat suit. We've seen him do it before with like a police uniform. Yeah. And now with like some desert gear. I just, I love it because it looks so ridiculous. So, it's, it's insane. Yeah. It, it, yeah. But I, I love it. And of course, he eventually gets caught. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, hey, wait, Roz, you need to do your monologue so I know what the, your villainous plot yeah, is. Yeah, I loved that. He's like, <laughs> it wouldn't hurt to just tell me what you're going to do, right? So what you up to there, Roz? Huh? What's going on? And what is he up to, Cameron? What, what's his... He's going <laughs> do you, to do you drop... understand this? <laughs> kind of. He's going to drop bombs in all of the Lazarus pits around the world. Yeah. The way he described it, the Lazarus pits are kind of like surface-level volcanoes. Yeah, I think so. Because like, they there all can be some source underground. Yeah, they can all they all connect kind of to the core of the planet. Yeah, that's kind of how I understood it. Yeah, that's kind of what I got out of it. Too. Uh, and he was going to blow all of the bombs up at the same time, causing like a flood. I, yeah, I guess I mean, <laughs> causing natural disasters to happen all over exactly. the world. Exactly, and and he's going to kill uh, three billion of the. I looked this up. About five point five billion people that were on the planet in the early nineties. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you. I was going to Google that, and yeah. I didn't. Well, it's fine. Again, you, you had no I, power today. So. I, I lived very, a very uh, solemn life today. Yeah, I mean, you were living. You didn't have internet. You were basically living. I was. Like, yeah, you, you were essentially living like it was 1992, except for the fact that you were watching a cartoon on your phone. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's how big TVs were back then, right? Yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the screens were about that size, but they would go like three feet deep. Yeah. To fit all that fantastic cathode ray tube technology yeah (laughs) so um the whole so all these bombs are gonna go off and i guess they're waiting for the he said something about the sun and the moon to be the proper alignment but then he's talking about the satellite being in alignment so they're very again james bond fashion they're waiting for something to line up so they can start a countdown rather than just doing it and not not like a 10 second countdown either a five 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 minute countdown. countdown um so, oh, and, and we, we completely skip over the fact that once Batman is caught, oh, Roz says, yes. uh, take away his belt and then search him to make sure he doesn't have any other booby traps. And how do they search him, Chris? They just rip his bat shirt oh, off from yeah. the sides. Uh, full Tear chest exposure. Shreds. Full chest exposure. They even go to take the cowl off. He's like, no, 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 no. Weave that on. <laughs> it's a mark of honor. Honor. <laughs> he just wanted that to be the last memory he has of Batman. It's so forced. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and then and then after he tells the story, he's like, take him away. And Talia just can't resist at this point. Like, I'm amazed that she lasted that long without I, I, jumping I get where on she's that. Coming from. Jumping on that man meat. Yeah, I mean, those pecs and that cowl together. It's a perfect combination. I know. It it really showed me what I've been doing wrong in the dating scene in LA. <laughs> Can you please? Maybe for, maybe for Comic-Con. But for Comic-Con. That maybe would, for Comic-Con. That would actually be an amazing Comic-Con costume. Yeah, because it's always so hot. I mean, the convention center is cold, but like, yeah. they're all doing outside stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I'm not fit enough to pull that off. Neither am I. I mean, I have a couple months. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe next year? <laughs> maybe next year, yeah. <laughs> but that, I, Someday. I, that is now on my life goals, to uh, cosplay Comic-Con as, as shirtless. shirtless Batman. With, with the sword and everything. Oh, of course, with the sword, yeah. Well, hang on. Hang on, Cameron. Oh. We're going to go team team costume. One is Batman, one is Ra's al Ghul. Okay. Do you want the... Would you rather have the beard or the muscles? Uh, I'm going to go with the muscles. All right. I'll, t- yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll start working on my face. I feel hair. like you could get the Ra's hair pretty well, actually. Maybe. You've got long, dark hair that actually you can work with. I think you could get the Ra's hair going on. Okay. The challenge would be we have to stay separated most of the time and then just like once an hour just meet up somewhere and just draw. Yeah. Just draw swords. <laughs> Oh my god, this has to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. We should also finish talking about the show. No, no, no. But they, they've got. They've so got uh, they, they get into a shirtless sword fight, mm-hmm. and oh, first Batman. Oh, so yeah, Talia kissed him because she gave him a key to. Oh yeah, a lockpick. Yeah. Right. He gets out. He drops a grenade into an ammo dump. The whole place blows up. Once for once, those justified. sound effects were so eerie. Because it was the like the whistle before the explosion, which oh, yeah, we've never was, had it was before. Launching rockets too. Yeah. Yeah. But that, like, I don't know why, if it was maybe just, like, we hadn't had that in the show yet. Maybe. But it just, like, 
added so much anticipation for Man, me because there some, wasn't much music. No, there wasn't. But you had some very visceral sound reactions in this. Between, because between, I was between watching on a four-inch screen. Between the missiles <laughs> and the ubu. You, really, <laughs> you found a way to resonate with it, though. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, no, those, those like <laughs> the high-pitched whistle before the explosion. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, this feels... Like intense now. I mean, it, but it did have that sense of like epic scale. I mean, so the whole place is blowing up now, which you see all the time, but like they're standing their ground. Like they're having a shirtless sword fight in the middle of this exploding fortress. Yeah. Ra- um, Roz tries to show off as well by taking his shirt off because you yeah. can't have it's well, weird if one person wear, is wearing a shirt in a that's fight. That's true. Absolutely. It's what I any say. martial arts film can tell you yeah. that. <laughs> if one person loses a shirt, you can bet the other person's going to throw well, their also, shirt away, I mean, too. He, or got, just rip it. Yeah, he's got the post-Lazarus buff thing going on right now. That's he, true. I mean, he came out basically as buff as Batman. I mean... Yeah. And, you know, significantly older than him, too. I mean, if you if you got it, you flaunt it. Yeah. So, but they, they get into a fight. Uh, Batman throws his sword into the satellite link, um, which then causes the countdown to stop, and then I guess the satellite to fall out of orbit, and I guess not send the signal out to detonate all the bombs and all the Lazarus pits. Um, my, my thought on this though was what was their plan here? Because so if that bomb had gone off, wouldn't one of the natural disaster points have been where they all were? So wouldn't it have killed all of them? Um, and also if Roz blows up all of his Lazarus pits, wouldn't he never be able to resurrect himself again? Well, did we see the bomb at their location? And that might've been like the last Lazarus pit Mm. that he was going to use. I mean, I thought I remember them having a crane with a bomb. I think they were going to blow that one too. They were they were loading a bomb into that Lazarus pit. I thought. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, we do have the one that we didn't see the the first one. We didn't see a bomb at. That's true. It's now caved in, but like he has yeah, the resources. But to, I, I'm un- pretty positive. To... I remember them lowering a bomb into this one, which it would kill all of them. Yeah. I mean, he is insane at this point. We we do see That's that. That's true. But I mean, the thing that that kind of bugged me with this plan, which is kind of the the thing with all kind of Bond villains, is. If he never would have approached Batman, he could have easily gotten away with this. Oh, yeah. This was nowhere on Batman's radar. Yeah. He uh, just, it all would have just gone off without a hitch. And yeah, and then day. afterwards, he can be like, I've buried your city. You have nothing left to save. Come come work with me, and we can try and save the world yeah. instead of just this ruined city. And then maybe like after he's been defeated, and you see Batman. I'm rewriting this whole story. That's you see fine. Batman like holding in the La Pieta pose, uh, Alfred in his arms, and like Gordon is crushed over here. Like all of Gotham is just destroyed, and Roz comes in as the as like the shoulder to cry on. Yeah, like come with me, my son. Okay, Papa. You know my daughter. You know that we have the power to fix this wrong. And then if they continued that story, then maybe we'd see a more corrupted Batman, which I think would be interesting. Ooh. But Batman's incorruptible. That's true. Yeah. Superman's corruptible. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. I actually just had a debate with my friend about this. Fuck you, Todd. Superman's a cool character. <laughs> uh, but Batman, incorruptible. Um, but yeah, so we, we assume that everything's fine. Talia's like, well, I'm going to take over the Empire, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to oh, go. Oh, Roz back. falls into a pit. Yes. Kind of forgot um, point. He's not going to go... Talia's not going to use the same means. Uh, Batman gets another good solid kiss in there. Oh, yeah. Still shirtless, still in a cowl. And yeah. uh, just trots off to the, the plane to fly off of Robin. And I like to wonder what Robin was thinking was happening this whole time. Because that's what all he sees is him jump out of a plane and then come back shirtless with a girl. Yeah. He's like, he just, gosh darn it, Batman. Mean, I, I have no doubts that uh, Dick Grayson is doing perfectly fine for himself. Oh, for on sure. The, on the dating front. I mean, again, we've talked about it before. Best ass in comics. Uh, but at the same time, he has to be looking at Bruce, going like, Jesus, this guy. This guy. This fucking guy. <clears throat> How does he pull that off? No one should be able to pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> no one should be able to wear a cowl and not a shirt. Yeah, he should be... Like, I had to fight to put tights on, and he just gets to walk around without a shirt. <laughs> this is not fair, Bruce. He just pulling the ladies with that look. But... I wonder if, if Robin afterward like went into his room and just tried the tights with the mask and be like, no, nah, no, nah, it, does, it doesn't work the same. I don't know. I'm picturing it and it works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so we, 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 know for, we know Roz isn't going to die. And of course, the last shot, the hand, hand coming out and that bum, bum, beautiful, bum. beautiful, beautiful cackle there. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, I think, the, again, from the latter episode, maybe a little bit silly. 
it's kind of got this whole like early 60s James Bond thing. Don't get me wrong, I love those movies, but they're kind of hokey. Yeah. But overall, these are great episodes. Absolutely. It was, yeah, like we said before, it was probably the best storytelling that we'd seen from from kind of the early 90s shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, and of course, I think part of the reason it's so good is, I mean, Roz is, I think, one of the best Batman villains of all time. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the Joker is the most iconic and the one everyone knows. Um, but I mean, Roz is still, the, he's a huge character. So I, as usual, I did a little research on this. And uh, so, I mean, he, he was introduced by the comics I mentioned earlier from Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams. But Julia Schwartz was an editor at DC who actually was also responsible for the creation of Batgirl. Hmm. per our conversation last week. Um, but he introduced the concept of the character and the name and was also one of the driving forces that brought that more serious tone back to Batman comics, mostly through the work of O'Neill and Adams. So to our, our debate about the Roz, Roz versus Rage, Even though I pretty much gave up immediately. You did. You absolutely did. I just bullied my way through the whole thing. But so it, it is Arabic for the demon's head. And the Arabic pronunciation would be Roz. Okay. Um, but the creator went with the Hebrew pronunciation, which is Raish. So when this was the first time the character had been spoken in audio mediums, so anytime before you just read it so you could do your own thing. Um, but when they were deciding how to say his name in the show, because they were so closely connected to the comics when they wrote this episode, they went for Raish. And then when, obviously, uh, Christopher Nolan went to go do it, he wasn't as closely related to the actual inner workings of DC, and so he went with the Arabic pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Um, if one were to try and say the way it's actually pronounced, we know from his from Roz's post-crisis origin that he was born in a, a nomadic tribe on the Arabian Peninsula. So I'm gonna run with the assumption that he would probably pronounce it the Arabic way. Okay. So that is, I think, as close as we can get to a definitive answer. No, uh, I like that. I'm, I'm glad yeah. we, we could we dove into that. Yeah. Also, it means that I'm right. Um, yeah. I mean, I never said that you were wrong. I just needed to take the opposite stance. Because... No, I totally, I totally appreciate that. Keep things edgy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so edgy. So, That's so what we will come for for this podcast is that sharp wit and that, <laughs> that tenseful, what are they going to say next? Oh, who, just, they're just waiting for a fight to break out, just a purely audio fight at yeah. some point. Be some great Foley work whenever that happens. Oh, man. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> So, but, I mean, the, the episode basically retains all of the major points of the character, lives forever because, not forever, but for many hundreds of years because the Lazarus Pit, he's an eco-terrorist, he runs international organizations. I did enjoy, it was a, a brief moment, I did enjoy that he was friends with Napoleon. I did like that, that was a cool little moment there, because, like, even Batman has a reaction, like, it's like, what? Is it like fucking crazy, <laughs> or what's he going for here? Yeah. So, but yeah, he, um, so he runs the League of Assassins, he has a daughter named Talia, that's all there. I, so I think what's interesting is that, I mean, Roz as a character pops up in a lot of the most famous Batman stories. So uh, he was the villain who stole uh, all of Batman's data about the Justice League in the Tower of Babel story, which was then adapted to Justice League Doom. Which is a great movie. Great movie. And uh, so, I mean, they cut him out in the adaptation of that. They simplified things down. Um, but he appears in a lot of other stuff, too. So, for example, you've read Hush, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he has a small role in Hush. If they ever were to adapt it, I think they could cut out his part in the whole thing, kind of. Actually, well, maybe not. Because the Lazarus Pit is a huge factor in um, how the Riddler gets clarity. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, But they could probably work around it. They could find a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, some of the, the really big stories, especially in the last few years, so you look at, like, uh, Under the Red Hood um, with the reintroduction of Jason Todd, both in the comics and the adaptation, it's Roz and Lazarus Pit that bring him back. It'd be really hard to do that in another format without introducing him as a character. And then I think especially you look at Damien. I mean, so I, I think the most significant new character in Grandpa. comics. Yeah, he's, he's Roz's grandson. And I, I fully suspect that at some point they're probably going to do Damien mm-hmm. in the movies just because we have established that there is a, a dead Robin. We can assume that's Jason Todd. Uh, we know there's a Nightwing because they're making the movie. Yep. They're not going to not have a Robin, the most interesting choice would be Damien, maybe more so than, than Tim Drake, just because Damien has that family relation. The challenge becomes, what do you do with that? Because I think the Roz they did in Batman Begins was great. I mean, I mean, I don't know. How'd you feel about the version they did of Roz in, oh, I loved in Begins? It. Yeah. yeah, as Liam Neeson was awesome. I mean, I think we've talked about this before. That training montage at the beginning is one of my favorite moments in the whole Nolan-verse. It's great. Uh, when you actually see the League and how they act and 
yeah, I mean that I loved his interpretation of Roz. Yeah. And of course, like that plot twist you could see coming a mile away because you don't cast Liam Neeson in your movie and not make him the main the ultimate villain. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean I think I've always given credit to Nolan for um knowing how to get the essence of the characters really well, but what I always found a little bit disappointing was I thought he often jettisoned kind of the fun trappings, right? So we got, I think, a very essentially authentic version of Roz, just in terms of his aims, his means, and um, just kind of the way he behaves. Uh, And even his appreciation for Batman, like even that story, he sees Bruce as being the natural heir to that whole organization, right? To be his right-hand man. But we miss out on things like actually having a Lazarus pit. We miss out on him calling him detective, and they especially botched the Talia thing. Oh, I, I, oh my gosh, yeah. I think one character where they, they really didn't get the essence of her right. I think that they, they wrote themselves in a place where she made sense. But I think that's always been a super interesting dynamic. Um, maybe Batman's most interesting like romantic partner. I, I think Catwoman maybe equal footing just in terms of the complexity of it. Yeah. But, I mean, that they did it in such a, a kind of glancing, half-assed fashion. I think it'd be really hard to reintroduce those two characters because one was done so well and one was done so poorly. How do you do that again? Like, Well, so my fear, when you bring up the Damien thing, my fear is they're going to short it to us where it'll be like him and Catwoman's son because she's a much oh. easier villain to play or to bring out because people know her. Yeah. And they can have like, they can kind of twist the story of like, Oh, she kept it a secret, and she kind of trained him to be like this thief oh, and this like God, petty criminal. Right. They could, and do then that. it's him trying to change him, and that's just bad. I, think, I mean, it it makes sense story wise. It does, but it will it will make a lot of people angry. It will, and and but as we've learned, they WB don't care. Doesn't care about well, us at all because I I think it seems like I, I've always said that um, one of the downsides of Nolan is that since he did so many of these elements sometimes well sometimes poorly it's hard to follow that up and i feel like the the new approach has basically been instead of nolan where it's like okay get the essence of the character and change the kind of superficial elements i feel like what the new warner brothers is doing the new dc stuff is uh, all the superficial stuff is done perfectly and at their essence all the characters are completely flawed yeah right it's like the the bat suit like the mech bat suit especially when he's fighting superman that looks great like yeah there's like direct pulls from the comics but the underlying tension between the two characters and their motivations completely flawed. So you're right. Maybe that's what they're doing. I mean, doing. if I meet someone with the same mom name as me, we're friends immediately. Oh, yeah. It's just, boom, we're set. Yeah. I don't care if he murdered a bunch of people. Yeah. So I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I want to see Damien done well. Um, I think he's an interesting character. We've talked about the, the animated movies. Don't necessarily do a great job with him. No. Um, but what's cool about him is that, I mean, he is a great foil for Batman. He is Batman's interfere that he'll... He does, so he is, I don't remember if we talked about this last week, he is the Robin in uh, Judas Contract. Yeah. Uh, and that's a little, I get, he does it a little better there. Okay. Um, that is out, by the way. Yeah, it's out now. Yeah. Um, I still didn't put in the plugs. That's fine. Uh, his, uh, his interaction with Deathstroke is a lot of fun. Oh, I could see that. Deathstroke yeah. is like so belittling to him, but yeah. he's like obviously Damien sees, sees himself above everyone except his grandpa. Yeah, uh, and like I love their their fight scenes are so cool. Okay, that I guess it's worth checking out for maybe that. Yeah, that alone because yeah, I, I, Damien is a super interesting character, and I would like to see them do it. I'm just I don't know how they're going to do it well at this point. Yeah, that's kind of my whole feeling <laughs> towards kinda, all of DC. Towards all of it, right? <laughs> Uh, but I don't know. I mean, that's, that's kind of my whole big thing on, on Roz. Any other talking points on, uh, not on Raish. Oh, um, on Raish. It was, it was really late for them to put this fact in, but I don't know if you saw this on Amazon. Hmm. Um, the reason they aged Robin up so much in this iteration is because the censors wouldn't allow, uh, children to be kind of in dangerous situations. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wait, you found that on Amazon? Yeah, that was there. Like there were like three really boring fun facts during this episode, and that was one of them. Is that where you get all your trivia from? Is the Amazon? I mean, I get a couple things from there. I didn't realize they even had trivia on there. Yeah, and, where does and it like, pop up on the side where it set where it shows all the actors' names. If you like oh. hover over it on the, like, are you watching on a computer? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm oh, watching yeah, it on, watching on. I'm watching the Xbox. Oh, okay. By the way, guys, never buy an Xbox. 
It's a piece of shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I thank God I had it on DVD today because like it just wouldn't sign into Xbox Live or sign into my Amazon account. Oh no. I mean, I had power, so that's a small step up. Yeah. But still. I so I like I'm not gonna go into it. We're we're out of time. That's <laughs> yeah, um, fine. We've been running it wrong a yeah. lot recently. Um, bat plugs. Yes. Yeah. Bat plugs. Transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. <laughs> That that's gonna be. I think we should make that. Cut that out and just introduce. Put that in every week. Yeah. Why are you making me do more work? Because I don't have to. <laughs> uh, oh right, of course. We should mention real quick that we have an intro now. Oh yeah, I'm sure you guys yeah. heard that. Um, we we got it in time to put it in the last episode, but not in time to talk about it. Uh, yeah. So it was my friend Artishir who I worked with. He's an amazing composer. He um, literally saved a short film that I produced because it was so poorly handled that he came through and put a score on it and the whole thing worked yeah so he did the uh the music for us which is is awesome absolutely love it and then uh, i got the the like the lightning strike sound effects from uh grant evans on sound bible so basically it's just you can go on there and you can use sound effects for free you just have to attribute who it came from yeah so but yeah we have a new intro guys and we might now have a fucking bat plug <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it'd be fun i mean but i should have done like the theme and then bat plug not segue that's fine but whatever. uh what are you watching reading listening to you know i have not too much i actually did watch iron fist okay are you all the way through yeah i finished it oh i it's, never finished it you never finished it <laughs> no it's not i'm like halfway through episode seven it's not I distracted it's not great yeah it's it's definitely the weakest of the, all of them that's what i hear but it's not i wouldn't say it's terrible it's very tone deaf at times the acting's not as good and i think this one especially really drags like if there was always kind of like weak points in the stories this one especially but um it's okay it's fine like i basically just watched it because i wanted to have seen everything going into the defenders because this does do a lot of stuff with the hand which i think will come into big play in the next thing um but it's fine Mm -hmm. but we've already had that as a plug once that can't really be my official plug so the the reason I haven't been reading that much recently is because I'm also reading uh, A People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn. Sometimes I read intellectual things. No, I, I gave you that look because I'm very intrigued. <laughs> so it is a, a look at U.S. history, but it's not from the perspective that we always see. Um, that's like that classic quote about history is written by the winners, right? Well, this is from the perspective of people who like kind of suffer all the way through. So like the colonization of America kind of talks about what that was like for the Native Americans that are already here and for the slaves are brought over and all the indentured servants. And then I'm at the part now talking about the American Revolution, about how it was a means to escape British rule, but in a lot of ways it was a, a way to redirect the frustrations of the poor in the colonies to a third party that they could fight against rather than directing it at the wealthy elite. So all the names that you have associated with uh, the revolutions, like John Adams and George Washington and, like... Um, Alexander Hamilton, Alexander all these guys. Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. All these My guys. Name is Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> I'll keep going. No. Nope. Okay. I that they they were kind of using people a little bit for their own means. Interesting. So, and it's kind of that through all of U.S. history. So it's taken me a while to get through because it's it's dense, but it's really well written. So if you want a, a different perspective on things, it's a good way to go. That's really interesting. Yeah. And then maybe next week I should read a comic book or something. But no, we don't need that. <laughs> this week it's boring. But what about you? What have you been checking out? Um, so last week I forgot to plug this uh, because I had so many other things to plug. But Dimension 404 finally came out. What is that? <laughs> uh, so Rocket Jump, uh, Freddie Wong's company do these amazing YouTube videos. Oh, I've seen and some a few of those. Weeks, okay. or, uh, a few years ago, they did Video Game High School, which is one of my favorite web series mm-hmm. of all time. Um, if you haven't seen that, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I think every episode is on Netflix now. Okay. But it's so wonderful. It's basically a world where if high school sports weren't actually sports, but they were video game genres, uh, and it's just so wonderful. Uh, the football team is like the, the, um, the uh, FPS team. The first-person shooter team. Oh, what? Uh, yeah, and they're like the the richy rich people are the uh, real-time strategy players, uh, and it's so cool. I highly recommend this show. It's live action. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but their new show has finally come out, Dimension Four Hundred Four. They've been working on for the past two or three years, and it's kind of like a sci-fi. It's like a more fun Black Mirror. Okay. Uh, it's a lot more sci-fi. Oh, is that on Hulu? Yes. Okay, I've been it's seeing ads for exclusive. it, and I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, and I'm amazed at the talent they got pulled into this, because it's like, 
actual because you know vghs was all youtubers Mm -hmm. but this is like actual actors and like william michelle is in the first episode and the major from iZombie, whose name i don't remember okay he's the main character in the first episode and it's great i had so much i mean uh four episodes are out are are out right now and it's just kind of fun it's um like if you liked black mirror uh and if you really like it's more of a kind of um twilight zone updated for now what okay i'm looking at it on imdb holy shit so mark hamill's the narrator joel McHale's in it says five episodes okay yeah he's he's Patton oswald yeah he's in episode two uh sarah highland that's um uh, uh modern, modern family, family right yeah. yeah the oldest daughter megan mullally wow really great cast yeah what okay i gotta check this out this looks amazing yeah and it's just kind of a really fun show and to counterbalance that, I also watched uh, 13 Reasons Why, the new Netflix series. Oh, yeah. And, cool. That that was... T- I mean, it's good. Yeah. But I, I can't recommend it for people because it's is so... It so heavy? It's so depressing. The, the premise is a girl uh, kills herself... A high school girl kills herself and makes these 13 cassette tapes uh, explaining... Uh, why she did it. The 13 reasons that led up to her killing herself. Oh, wow. That's... And, whole man. Pretty heavy shit. Like, I... I obviously... I brought it up a few times. I had a very unusual high school experience. One, going to a, a Catholic private school and two, going to an all-guys school. So I don't... And being a cheerleader. And being a cheerleader. But that doesn't play into it very much. Um, I don't know kind of what it was like for public schoolers and especially now when everyone has a phone and everyone's connected to each other at all times, how that plays into it. But it, it's such a interesting take on kind of what high schoolers go through right now. And I feel like it's a very authentic take on it. Oh, interesting. I, I do kind of want to check it out. I was a little turned off. I thought it was a movie originally. Then I figured out it was a show. It's yeah. Like, oh. But it probably works better as a show than in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Dude, I, I think I'll check out Dimension 404 first. Yeah, I recommend that. Yeah. Sometimes you need something fun. I Yeah. Yeah. But I need something fun now because yeah. that, you, like, really dropped me yeah, down. Yeah, you're, you're the first person who has mentioned um, 13 Reasons Why, and then it looks pretty good. So mm-hmm. I have to check that out. I uh, think that does it, though. Yeah. Right? So, as always, we are at Tim Talk Pod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Oh, right. And I'm at Lordifer. I'm I'm at Cameron.dexter. <laughs> you think you think at this point I would know how to do this? Thirty-two times. Thirty-two times. And this is the first time you've messed it up. Ah, that's there's no way that's true. I think that's true. I mean, I should know better because I have to listen to them all at least twice. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for thinking that's the first time that I fucked up. Right. Um, but then uh what are we back with next week? I'm not even sure. It's a, not a two parter. I think it's Fire from Olympus with Maxi Zeus and oh, Zeus. I like him. Yeah, but uh, we are getting very close to Mask of the Phantasm next month. Yeah, we are one month away from Phantasm. Super excited about that. I think it's three episodes from now. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, God, I'm so excited about that one. Yeah, and if these have been long, that's going to be long. That's going to be that might be a two parter. We don't know. We'll Ooh. see. Oh um, no, it's more work. Uh, <laughs> but until then, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.